everybody to the You Heard It Here First podcast. I'm your host, Sammy DeYoung, with my co-host, Pastor Josh. How are you today? I'm great. great. How are you? Peachy. Peachy. Yeah. Are there other fruits that you could be? Probably. Like, I've never heard anyone say, oh, Strawberry. how are you? Watermelon-y. I'm grapey. Grapey. I don't think so. Cantaloupe. Orangey. Kumquaty. Kumquaty. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. So peachy. Yeah, peachy. Yes. Juicy, vulnerable, easily bruised. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I might be all those things. Well, you said peachy. Isn't yeah. that what a peach is? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. You're doing well. I'm still recovering from this weekend, I think. So what was this weekend? The high school winter retreat at Spring Hill Camps. How late were you up each night? The first night. So Friday and Saturday nights. Yeah, Friday night, I was probably up to like one. Okay. Maybe a little later. And Saturday night, probably two or 2.30. So do, as a leader, do you feel like you have to stay up later than all the kids no. to supervise? Or because there's other adults milling around that you're just like, whatevs. Well, I don't really know. I don't think so because we're all... Technically, you're supposed to be in your cabin, I think, by 1230 or lights out is at 1230, but you can still be with your groups. Okay. So the first night, we're all already in our housing for the evening. So if girls are up chatting, I don't really care as long as they stay in there. And by the time I fell asleep, it was quiet in there. So I'm pretty sure we were set to go. Either that or they had all escaped or out the window. Or they left. Do you ever, I mean, do you worry about that? No. Don't give them any ideas. Well, I'm, as someone who has gone to camp a long time ago uh-huh. and then went back as a camp counselor, I was disturbed at the lack of creativity amongst the mm. the children mm. to get into mischief. Yes. They're not, yeah, they're not very creative about it. <laughs> you this... just slammed all your youth groups. Not my, I'm thinking about like Grace Adventures oh, when I was a counselor there. I never had an issue until I went back to help for a week. But the second night when we stayed up later, we went to like the dining hall to play a game. Oh. And I just went with them. What game did you play? Anomia. Oh. Do you know Anomia? I do not know I Anomia. think you would like Anomia. It sounds like a game I might like. You don't even know anything about it. I know, but I like games. And yeah. I like people games and group games. Do you like like random facts, kind of? I do. You know this about me. Yes. I think you would thrive at this game, actually. Normally, nice. I'm really good at it, but I was tired. Oh. So there was like football player. I had to say a football player, and I just started pretending to throw a football. I couldn't say any <laughs> words. <laughs> oh, you're the hand talker yeah. again. Yes, I talk with my hands. I can't help it. You don't need I'll, to fold them. I'll now. fold them now and sit very still. Ah, uh, kind of a disappointing weekend though, because <laughs> it wasn't very cold, oh, and you guys no. had big plans for this year's winter retreat. We did. We even. Practice. Did we talk about that? On we here? did. We had told the audience that you guys had gone to the ice center and practiced broom ball. And we did. Strategized plays, line changes, the whole deal. Well, we didn't really do plays. I think that's what we're going to need to do next year is come up oh, with some like, plays because we took a big L this year. I think you guys should watch Mighty Ducks and okay. pick up those, like the flying V. Hmm. Or maybe get like a figure skater who can spin around and then you distract the boys and then you can There we go. Well, the thing is we had a hockey player on our team this year. Yeah, I would guess that the similarities between broomball and hockey are... Oh, he's good. 
Oh. So. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Good for yes. good for Mr. Vanderwoudy. Yes. Go chase. But it was just we played a tough team and we lost mm. in a shootout. Were there <sighs> tears and gnashing of teeth? Um, probably some gnashing of teeth. No tears, but there was mm. there was a little bit of anger. But they still high five, said good job. We're nice to okay. the other team after. Nice. Helped each other up. It was still overall good, but there was a little little drama. So it was more about character development than yeah. winning this year. We lost quite a few things. I think the boys <laughs> lost first round of dodgeball. They were like already tubing, and I was going over to watch them play dodgeball, and they were already done. Wow. So that was a little rough. They that were... is disappointing. I know. But I think it was good character development, and they're okay. all like, we'll get them next year. There wasn't too much crazy disappointment, I didn't think. So is there the opportunity to play pickleball at this place? No, but I did notice a couple of tennis Ooh. net court things. Okay. So maybe. But normally it's covered in snow. That's true. I don't feel like it indoor because there's yeah. indoor pickleball courts now. Yeah, that's true. Probably old tennis. They courts, just but... have the one gym, so there wouldn't be enough room. So you'd say there are like 700 kids there. Mm-hmm. Uh, how's the speaker? How's the music? Worship? Fantastic. Was it actually probably one of the best I've heard in a while? The speakers or uh, the band? Well, both. The band oh. was really good. Nice. They were called Anthem Worship. Okay. Oh, what was his name? I'm gonna Google in a second. Ryan Jones, maybe. Okay. Something Jones. He was really good. Not someone you'd heard before. Mm-mm. Okay. He had it great seemed to stories. respond well. Yes. Good discussion great. from the girls that I've heard, and it sounds like the boys had good discussion as well. So. Not the same location or person for the middle school kids. Nope. In February, we'll have a different speaker, and we'll be at Grace Adventures. Okay. Which is a different camp. Nice. But it's fun. It was great. What about you? How was your weekend? Uh, my weekend is pretty full with the kids' basketball schedules. Mm-hmm. And uh, basketball, been good. Did they win? They, I don't remember. I honestly don't remember. There's so many games. Winning and losing doesn't register. Oh. Did Tate start his basketball? He started last night. How did that go? Uh, pretty well. Good. He's just excited to have something like all his other siblings. He talked to me for like 15 minutes last Wednesday about all his sports. Get out of here. We talked Tate for, talked for 15 minutes? We talked for a long time last Wednesday. Wow. Maybe you should going. talk to him more often because I don't know if he's said 15 minutes worth of things to me in his life. He just kept going. I guess I asked quite a few questions, but okay. he answered for a long time. Wow. Nice. We had a nice little chat. It was great. Well, thanks for talking to Tate. Yes. I saw him sitting by himself, so I just <laughs> asked him a few questions and he <laughs> chatted away. It was a great time. Anyway. <clears throat> We're probably over our intro time. That's okay. But we're getting new carpeting. Did you want to tell people no, that? No, we don't need to do that. You can cut that out. Uh-uh, I'm keeping that You're in. keeping it in. We're getting new carpet. That's exciting. Just so, in the office? Just in the office. So we're getting new carpeting, carpet squares in the office. And uh, so, yeah, things are going to look Do I even little... know what they're going to look like? They're squares. Well, duh. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> what color are they? Gray. I probably voted. You par- I probably you voted. participated in the picking out. But crap. I don't know if I ever saw what we decided. Uh, you. So m- several moons ago, mm-hmm. you participated with the other female members of the staff in mm-hmm. picking out carpet squares. The male members of the staff did not participate. You pointed. I did not. I was there. Somebody 
asked if I had in a light. I mean, my vote doesn't count, mm. which is fine. Okay. But anyway, that's getting installed this weekend. And it, it feels weird. It feels like we're moving, doesn't it? A little yeah, bit it like we're does. It's a little... packing up boxes and yeah, a little crazy in the office, but yeah. that's okay. Enough about the carpet. <laughs> Enough about broomball disappointments. Who do we have on the podcast today? Today we have Linda Weeringa coming into the studio to talk a little bit about her life and tell us her story. Linda is a fascinating person to talk to. I don't know all that much about her, so I'm mm. excited to chat with her and learn more about her. Sounds like a fun uh, conversation. Yes, so stay tuned for Linda Weeringa, everybody. All right, ready? Yep. All right. Linda Weeringa, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you for having me. Yes, thanks for coming in this morning. Anything exciting happening today for you? You know what? I think it's a nap day. I had really? a really long day yesterday and did a lot of things outside of home. Uh-huh. So today is do this, mm-hmm. go home and take a nap. Nice. Sometimes it's nice to have those days. <laughs> Every now and especially on these gray, icky days. Yeah. There's not much to do. It's just kind of gloomy to look around. Exactly. Yes. Nice. Well, we have you on the podcast today because a few people have mentioned that you have quite a testimony and you are willing to share about it. So I'm excited to hear about that from you today. Great. Um, but before we get to that, let's take just a couple minutes to introduce yourself. So okay. can you tell us a little bit of who you are? Okay. Well, of course, my name is Linda Waringa. Mm-hmm. I've been attending First Cutlerville since 2015, right after I married my husband, Gary Waringa. Nice. Um, we got married here September the 11th, 2015, mm-hmm. and we were here the Sunday after. And nice. it's been ever since. I joined the church about a year later. Okay. I did not grow up CRC. Mm. And so I wanted to be kind of mentored before yeah. I made that decision. Mm-hmm. And so um, Gordon Judy Brinks stepped up to the plate and said that they would mentor me. Nice. And so I went through that process. And then about a year later, I became a member here. Awesome. Yes. Gordon and Judy are so nice. So that's, they are. That's great that they, they were able people. to help you. Great. Um, so you've been here since 2015. So about eight years now? About eight years. Yep. Nice. Can you tell us a little bit about like any work history, any hobbies, a little bit about your family? Uh, most of my adult life, I worked in customer service okay. in like phone centers. Okay. Where uh, my last job, I actually worked in a answering service for physicians. Hmm. Oh, cool. Which was very interesting. Yeah. I really loved that job. Nice. I'm currently on disability. Certain medical issues are keeping me from actually entering the workforce. Okay. But um, yeah, that was my last job. Nice. I, um, my family, as far as my family is concerned, I grew up in West Michigan mm-hmm. until I was 16. Nice. Then we moved to Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay. I lived there for 18 years wow. and then moved back in here, back here in 2005. Okay. I um, have three siblings, mm-hmm. all older. I have a brother and two sisters. Nice. Um, we get along great. We, Good. you know, do brother and sister things, yeah. you know. My parents have passed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were, my my mother passed in 1998. Okay. And my father passed in 2016. Okay. So, but I will see them again. Yeah. And very excited about that. Yeah. Nice. Do your siblings live in Michigan as well? Yes, they okay. are. Um, my brother, my oldest, my brother's the oldest. Okay. And then I have an older sister. They both are very local here within okay. five minutes. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, my other sister, who's a nurse, she lives down in Plainwell. Okay. She's a nurse at Bronson Hospital. Nice. So all, 
Yeah, relatively close. Relatively close. Yeah. Nice. That's very nice. Are you able to see them quite a bit then? Oh, yes. Nice. Yes. Nice. Great. Like we said, you've been here about eight years. And before we started, you mentioned being on a praise team. Yes. What other things have you been involved in? And tell us, like, why you enjoy praise team. Okay. Uh, music's been a big part of my life, my my whole life. Mm-hmm. And so it was just a kind of a natural thing for me to... I started here in the worship choir. Okay. And then after watching the praise teams after a while and... I just decided that that would be something that I yeah. would like to explore and, and see if it was a possibility. Yeah. With my wheelchair, it kind of makes it a little more difficult, but mm-hmm. no one seemed to care and yeah. we made it happen and yeah. I enjoyed doing it. Great. So um, I also worked on the pastoral search committee Okay. when we found Pastor Josh. Nice. Uh, yeah, that was a year long process. Yeah. And... I very much enjoyed that. It mm-hmm. it really let me use my communication skills yeah. and how to um, facilitate gathering information and mm. you know deciding what was good and what was yeah. not so good, what we wanted and what we didn't want at that yeah. point. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of people I've heard from that team it was a positive experience. It was very much so. Yeah. We worked well together. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And you got to meet Pastor Josh before everybody else. Before everyone else. Yes. The elect few got to meet him (laughs) first. (laughs) Very cool. Great. Well, I think that's a good picture of who you are. Anything else that you think people might not know that they should know about you? Um, I'm very talkative. Great. I will talk to just about anybody. So (laughs) don't be afraid to come and introduce yourself if you don't know me. Great. I'd be happy to introduce myself and get to know y'all. Great. Good to know. Then I can ask all the questions I want today. That's right. You can. (laughs) Great. I am an open book. Perfect. (laughs) Yes. Like I said at the beginning, we're here to kind of hear about your testimony. Yes. That's always been kind of a hope of mine for the podcast to have someone come share their testimony, but you're the first one. So thanks for doing it. I'll break the water here. Yes. You can be our guinea pig for the testimonies one. (laughs) Wouldn't be the first time. Won't be the last. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Well, you gave me some great questions, questions asked. So I guess to get started, can you tell us a little bit about your birth story? Yeah. I was actually born with spina bifida. Okay. That is where the spine does not fully close around the spinal cord, mm. and so it's left open. Okay. Um, most children born with spina bifida are totally paralyzed from the waist down, mm-hmm. and most have cognitive disabilities. Okay. Um, those, thankfully, did not happen for me. hmm So... Uh, they closed my spine at seven days old, mm-hmm. which is really weird because now they do it within 24 hours of oh, the really? baby being born. Wow. Yeah. So it's very weird that it yeah. took that long. Yeah. But, um, I came home two months after I was born. Okay. My parents made a decision before they brought me home that they were going to raise me to live in an able-bodied world. Okay. They knew that the world was not going to come down to my level, mm. that I was going to have to rise up to its. Mm. So the rule was, if I tried anything Mm -hmm. new, I had to try it myself first. Mm. And if I couldn't do it, they would then help me to the point of being able to do it, or better yet, would help me brainstorm different ways of how to do it differently. Mm. Because you can always do different things differently than everyone else does them. Yeah, You just got to get from point A to point B. It doesn't necessarily make a difference how you get there. Yeah. So... In other words, it's made me a great problem solver. Yeah. Because I can look at an issue and say, okay, I need to get from here to here. Mm -hmm. I can do it this way, this way, this way, and this way. And then it's just a matter of figuring out which way works best. Yeah. 
pure and simple. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Did you appreciate that they? Not at that point. Yeah. It made me kind of. Yeah. Kind of, <laughs> just help why, me out Why a don't you just do it for me? Yeah. No. Um, but every day mm-hmm. I thank them for it now. Yeah. Because it it's made me independent. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to rely on people to do just the simplest things. Yeah. For me. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably, yeah, I feel like as a kid, I would have not, I would just would have wanted all the help I could get. But, exactly. But now you can grow to appreciate it. Right. Yeah. Great. And you mentioned on the list, there were some surgeries. Did you have to go back for surgeries as a child as well? Yes. I've actually had more surgeries than years I've been alive. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of surgeries. It is a lot of yeah. surgeries. Yeah. And, but you know what? God has a hundred percent rate of getting me through every single one of them. Yeah. And as an adult now, when I have to have a surgery, I know when I wake up and still have breath in my body, mm-hmm. that God's not done with me yet. Yeah. I still have more to do. Yeah. Otherwise, absolutely. he would have taken me home. Yeah. And let's face it, he's had ample opportunity to do so. Yeah. And I still keep waking up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're here to serve another day. Yeah, that's right. Great. Great. So that's a little bit about growing up um, with a disability. Mm-hmm. So if you can kind of tell us. When you said you didn't grow up in a CRC church, I did not. Did you grow up going to church? I did. Okay, what church did you grow um, up going to? It's called Church of God of the Abrahamic Faith. Okay, it's kind of a really distant offshoot of Jehovah's Witness. Okay, how was that? Uh, it's different. Yes, it sounds it's, like it. it's very different. Yeah. Um, I didn't grow up believing a lot of the the Trinity things, okay. the um going to heaven when you die type of thing. Okay. So those those were like really huge stumbling blocks when I first married my husband. Mm-hmm. So that's why I wanted to be mentored mm. so that I could go through the biblical yeah. scriptures. Yeah. And okay, this is, this is what it really says. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to take my time with it. Yeah. And I've come to a, a knowledge of that. I am on the correct path. Yeah. Cause did you kind of have an idea that this all wasn't making a lot of sense? Exactly. Okay. Uh, you know, I just was the whole thing about, um, praying to a god Mm -hmm. but then also having jesus Mm. as a completely different separate entity Mm. it was very confusing yeah to me growing up and Mm -hmm. it's like but but wait a minute yeah you know it's kind of all together yes too yeah so why am i differentiating Mm. so one in one prayer session that i was just praying out to god and i said Jesus, if you are God, tell me. Yeah. Show me in some way. Mm -hmm. And I just heard in my spirit, I am that I am. Mm. That's all it took. Yeah. I was done. I'm like, okay, we're here. (laughs) Yes, you told me what I needed to know. That's right. Yeah, that's awesome. Great. Um, So that's a little bit about your church background. But on here, you have a sixth grade year. Something happened. My sixth grade year was the year we started middle school. Okay. And so all of the uh, grade schools kind of melded at that one point. And there was five different grade schools in this district that I okay. was, that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. And we all kind of came together at that point. Well, my, my school was used to me mm-hmm. being a part of their class. So mm. it was not a big deal. Yeah. Well, in sixth grade, it no longer became fun to be with Linda because mm. Linda's different. Mm. And so I was kind of ostracized. Yeah. I spent the entire sixth grade year alone. Mm. I ate alone. I went to recess alone. Mm. I went to class alone. I did everything alone. Yeah. And it was at that point that 
I was praying to, to God and I said, I just need a forever friend. Yeah. And mm. at that point I knew I had one. Yeah. And that's when I accepted Jesus into my life. Yeah. That's awesome. That he was going to be my forever friend. Yeah. That no matter what, no matter who ignored me or didn't think it was cool to hang around with me, mm -hmm. Jesus was cool. Yeah. He's like, I made you. Yeah. I'm cool with you. Yeah. And so he became my forever friend that yeah. year. And my church that I grew up in did not believe in infant baptism. Okay. So I was baptized at age 11. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And they do the whole Duncan. Yes. Uh, Duncan up. Yes. Version. Okay. So. Cool. Yeah, that's what. So that was, believe it or not, 1980. Wow. That's okay. <laughs> yes, you can age me. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> that's cool at such a young age, too, that like it's hard to have to go through that. Mm -hmm. But the way it pushed you to Jesus is a cool, Absolutely. A cool thing. Yeah, great. And then you had other life changes over the next few years. What were some of those? Um, moving to Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. I was halfway through my junior year of high school. Mm -hmm. Very hard, difficult time to move. Which you year? Know. You said sophomore year or junior? Ju halfway junior through year. my junior okay. year. Yes, that's an awkward time to switch. It was. Yeah. It was very awkward. And we did it at semester break. So it was kind of a clean break, which okay. was nice. Yeah. And the nice part is my mom went mm -hmm. down ahead of time. and She picked the school hmm. before she picked the home. Oh, nice. Yeah, because she wanted to make sure that I was going to be in a school that would accept me. Yeah. And this school had never had a handicapped child mm. ever. Hmm which was odd in the 80s. Yeah. You know, usually by then, yeah. mainstream had been going on for years. Yeah. It was not on, it wasn't very commonplace. Yeah. And I thought, oh, this should be fun. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so I wasn't in a wheelchair at that time. I was walking. Okay. And I walked into my last class of the day and there was a desk, but no chair. Mm. The teacher heard handicapped. Oh, and, and made the assumption that I was. Yes. <laughs> He fell over himself trying to apologize. Oh, I'm like it's all right. Yeah, <laughs> just give me a chair. Yes, yeah, so all we need somewhere to, do. to sit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, and then after high school, I then went to college at Wright State University, okay. which is just outside of Dayton, Ohio. Okay, it is a university that was actually built for the handicap. Oh, really? Yes, Very one and cool. only in the country. Wow. At that time, there might I'd be say, more. Is there now. still a few now? I don't know if there's any more now or okay. not. But the, the whole campus is connected by an underground tunnel system. Oh, nice. So if it was icky weather, you didn't even have to go outside. Yeah. So that's super nice. It is super nice. And that may also made sure that the buildings were close together. Mm. So, you know, your next class wasn't three miles down the road yeah. and to the right. Yeah. It was pretty straight shot mm -hmm. to where you were going. Yeah. So it was that's super nice. So I, I did a I did two years there. Okay. And then through my mom being sick, mm. I had to to drop out and took care of her for several years. Mm -hmm. She had severe rheumatoid arthritis Okay, that had had attacked her lining around her heart. Mm. So I had to, you know, be part of her caretaking. Yeah. And I went into the workforce at that time. Okay. And that's when I started doing all of the customer service type things. Okay. So right out of high school, you got into customer service. I did. Or out of college. Yep. Okay. And that was a good fit for me. Yeah. I, everyone tells me I have a good speaking voice. Mm -hmm. And so talking on the phone and, and doing things like that yeah. were kind of a good fit for me. Yeah. And you need to have good communication skills in exactly. those jobs and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Very cool. So. Is that where you discovered some of your gifts? It is. Yes. Uh, I, um, I like to read. I like words. I'm very articulate. Mm -hmm. I like to write. And mm. so 
being able to communicate with people also gave me ideas for writing stories. Nice. And different things. So I've been doing that a lot too. Um, One of the things that I've been working on as far as writing is concerned is I'm doing a series of short stories. Cool. Called Divine Discussions with Daddy. Oh, nice. And it's about a girl slash woman having conversations with God. Yeah. About different life situations. Nice. And so I've been working on those. Um, I also at one point wrote a Sunday school uh, program for a Christmas program called Christmas Comes to Sunday School. Nice. And the church that I was going to before here Mm -hmm. actually performed. Wow. It it was fun. That's awesome. A lot of fun. Were you able to like help, not necessarily direct it, but were you at like the practice? You directed it? I did. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Did all the sound effects and yeah. It was fun. You did everything. I did. Wow. Very cool. Yeah. Did the kids seem to enjoy it? They loved it. Nice. They absolutely loved it. They're nice. like, Miss Linda, Miss Linda, this is so much fun. That's so fun. And they're like, but can I change my line here? Can oh. I say this <laughs> instead of this? I'm like, no, 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 no. Yes. <laughs> we'll read what's on the paper. That's right. Yeah. Let's not take uh, artistic. Yes. Yes. <laughs> to That's a different so level cool. here. Yeah. But. Very cool. Um, Going back a little bit from sixth grade to junior year, did things get better they got different. They got different? Okay. Yeah. You know, as we grow up, um, our abilities to, again, communicate. Mm-hmm. And um, kids got really mean. Mm. And as they grew up, they got meaner in different ways. Okay. Um, yeah, I was threatened. I was made fun of. Mm. I was basically told that I was nothing. Mm. That, you know, um, that God knew I was going to be bad and so he was punishing me Mm. you know they got really creative with their with their um meanness and it it was rough yeah it was really rough Mm -hmm. I was bullied Mm -hmm. um for being different yeah um but my mom gave me one piece of advice early on and I've always taken this when somebody doesn't see me for who I am yeah they just see the wheelchair Mm. that I don't have to apologize for ent to anyone mm-hmm. for who or what I am. Yeah. I am a child of the almighty God. Mm-hmm. He created me mm-hmm. and I don't have to apologize to anybody for that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I grew up, I grew out of that series mm-hmm. of feelings like I don't belong or that I yeah. into knowing that, you know, God loves me. Yeah. And if you don't, well, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing you can do about nope, that. Yeah. I can't change people. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to see how that transition went. If it yeah. was like a, you were more excited to move to a new school then at that point. I wasn't at first. Mm-hmm. I was afterwards. Okay. Because it was a much bigger school system. Mm-hmm. They had much more musical opportunities. Oh, nice. In fact, in Ohio, fine arts is a requirement for graduation. Oh, really? Yep. Two years. That's awesome. You must have two years of fine arts to graduate. Yeah. That's and awesome. I was like, of course, I had that long, go- yeah. long ago from yeah. that. but. Um, but it was nice to know that, you know, somebody yeah. uh, appreciated. Yeah, something that was valued. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Very cool. So the rest of your high school, that last year and a half was more of a positive Was experience. wonderful. Good. Yep. Yeah. And the, the people seemed to care. I was getting an award at for my at the end of my senior year. Mm-hmm. And the principal called my mom and she goes, he goes, we're having the awards ceremony in the, in the, uh, I don't know what they called it, but it, it was where the stage was and everything. And yeah. He said, there's steps. 
Mm. Is she going to be okay getting up the steps? And I, mm-hmm. my mom said, if she's getting awards, trust me, she'll get up <laughs> she'll the steps. She'll get up the steps. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Very cool. Um, next up on our list, I have going into a wheelchair. When did that um, transition It happen? happened in 2012. Okay. I uh, walked up until that point. I had to have a surgery. I They had found that I had a lumbar stenosis. Mm. Basically, my spinal column was collapsing in on itself. Okay. So they had to stabilize that with two rods and some screws and all that good stuff. Uh When I walked before, I sort of had a gate where I swung my feet out in front of me. So there was kind of a twisting action. Okay. When those rods were put in, I could no longer make that movement. Mm. And we didn't even think about that beforehand. Yeah. So nobody knew that this was going to be a consequence of this surgery. Mm. So I, yeah, in 12 hours... In the span of 12 hours, I lost my ability to drive, my ability to walk, my ability Mm. to work, my ability to live on my own. Yeah. In 12 hours time. Yeah. And that wasn't known before? No. So then when you were recovering, you you all realized? Yeah. When I stood up for the first time and they're like, take a step and I couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. Wow. Yeah. Surgery is already kind of a scary thing. Right. And then waking up to know. That your life is going to be completely different. different. Yeah. Yeah. So how was it after? Well, I went for six weeks to Mary Freebed. Okay. And they taught me how to do everything basically from a seated position. Okay. Um, So that was okay. I mean, I got through all of that. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I'm just kind of living day to day trying to learn all these new things. Yeah. Um, But after graduating from Mary Freebed and going home, I got very angry. Mm. And I spent about a year in that anger. Mm-hmm. I was mad. Yeah. God and I had a plan, or at least I thought we did. Yeah. And this wasn't part of it. Yeah. Or at least it wasn't on my end. Mm -hmm. And I I just said, you know, God, what are we doing here? Mm -hmm. You know, I was supposed to do this and this and this and this. And now, Mm. you know, what are we doing? Yeah. And my dad gave me a good piece of advice. And I'm going to tell everyone this piece of advice, because if you're ever angry, it's good to think about. Mm Mm-hmm. Being angry isn't the bad part. Yeah. God created our emotions. Yeah. Anger is part of that. Mm -hmm. What the Bible says is do not sin in your anger. Mm. So my dad said, Linda, be angry. Yeah. Be angry all you want. Yeah. The problem is, is when you put that anger between you and God. Mm -hmm. So keep talking to him. Yeah. Tell him you're angry. Yeah. Cry out to him. David spent the entire Psalms crying out to to God. Yeah. You know, and that's how I felt a lot of times. Yeah. Was like David crying out, you know, mm-hmm. when Lord, when, you know, when is this yes. all going to end? You know, all yeah. that. And it, yeah, it took about a year. And then it suddenly dawned on me. I was rediscovering my gifts mm-hmm. after this. And I realized that in all of this happening, my gifts were not negated, mm. they were just focused. Yeah. God created me to be a communicator. Mm-hmm. He created me to sing. He mm-hmm. created me to write. He created me to be an encourager. Yeah. He created me to do all of these things. Mm-hmm. And guess what? I can do them right from this chair. Yes. Every single one of them. Yeah. Satan cannot destroy mm-hmm. what God has ordained. Mm-hmm. He can't. Yeah. He can't touch it. Yeah. And so... I stopped being angry. Yeah. And got back to work mm-hmm. doing what God created me to do. Yeah. 
And if it's just waking up in the morning and smiling at someone Mm -hmm. and saying a word of encouragement, that's okay with me. Yeah. Because you never know when that was, that might be the word that that person needed to hear at that Mm -hmm. specific time. Yeah. And you might have just saved somebody's life Mm because they might have been contemplating suicide Mm -hmm. and you just said what they needed to hear. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's very powerful because probably looking back, realizing all these gifts that you had doesn't matter if you're sitting or standing. Nope. You're still impacting people for Jesus. Exactly. Yeah. That's really cool because a lot of times I feel like people get tunnel visioned on what they can't do. Exactly. And it's fair to be angry about what's happened, Mm -hmm. but then realizing I can still glorify God in a different way. Amen. Yes. I talk talk to these. I, I live in a home that has a lot of physically and cognitively challenged people. And they, a lot of them were never taught to do things for themselves. Mm. And so they do rely on people. Yeah. Not because they need to, but because that's what they know. Yeah. They don't know any different. Exactly. Yeah. And I tell people all the time, you know, do what you can. Mm -hmm. Do what you can because God's given you abilities. Mm -hmm. And if you don't use them, you're going to lose them. Mm -hmm. And so trying to encourage people that God still has a plan for them. Yeah. Even in a group home. Yeah. He hasn't forgot you. Mm-hmm. If you wake, if you woke up this morning with breath in your body, God has a plan. Mm-hmm. You yeah. just need to figure out what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm getting like chills. It's so <laughs> cool to hear how, because a lot of times people just get so down and like what they can't, like they can't do and can be so upset about all the things they're held back from. But it, you just radiate this positivity about I have another day to live, so I'm going to glorify God. And I just think that's a really cool thing. As best I can. Yeah. Yeah. Do your best and leave God with the rest. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Well, we have about five minutes left. Okay. We have one more card. And I feel like this is a pretty big part of your story. So I want to make sure we can talk about it a little bit. You mentioned you were married. Yep. And your husband has since passed away. Passed away. Yes. Yes. Gary um, was born with some cognitive issues as well. Okay. But then after we were married... Uh, was diagnosed with uh, early onset Alzheimer's. Mm. And it's funny, I I kind of knew something was not right. I mean, I knew he had the cognitive issues, but Mm -hmm. I can now know what it was. I could trace back behaviors to before we were married. Mm. So, yeah. um, So I had to walk him through that. Yeah. And walk with him through that. Yeah. And I'll never forget about a week after he was diagnosed, he looked at me and he said, are you going to divorce me? Mm. And I said, Gary, I said, when I said I do, I meant it. Yeah. For better, for worse, richer, poor, sickness yeah. and health. Yeah. You're stuck with me. Yeah. And that kind of put him at ease. But different things like we'd come to church and we'd have communion and he'd lean over to me and he said, Linda, am I going to forget why I do this? Mm. And I said, Gary, you might, mm. but God won't. Yeah. God won't forget you. Yeah. He's already sealed you. Mm-hmm. He's yours. Mm-hmm. You're his. Yeah. End of story. Yeah. And at the end of his life, uh, he began to see what he called the shiny people. Okay. Which I knew to be, I thought they were angels yeah. that were visiting him. Yeah. And he kept asking, when are the shiny people going to come back? When mm. are the shiny people going to come back? And I said, Gary, when God says it's time, mm. the shiny people will come back. Yeah. And you will not go alone. Mm-hmm. And he passed away on December 31st of 2020. Mm. And yeah, it was New Year's Eve. Yeah. And I got the call at 2.30 in the morning. Mm. And his his race was over. Mm. And yeah. it, it was a, 
honor and a privilege to walk with him from this life into the next. Yeah. Yeah. And it, but I'll tell you what, and we've gone over some of the trials and tribulations that I have been through, but I have to tell you that walking him through that disease mm -hmm. was by far, hands down, the hardest thing I've ever had to do. I bet. And we had to rely on our faith so much during that time. Mm -hmm. And even today, you know, sometimes I have to keep reminding myself, he's not gone. Yeah. He's just hanging out somewhere else right now. Yeah. But I'm going to see him again. Mm -hmm. And I can't wait. Mm -hmm. And I think about where, where he is now and that he has a working brain. Yes. Fully he, healed. Fully healed. Yes. He can talk to, and I'm sure he's talking the ears off of everybody yeah. up there. <laughs> And, you know, sitting and reading because he loved to read mm. until he forgot how to read. Yeah. And so he's able to do all of those things again. And I just, mm -hmm. it makes me smile. Yeah. To think that he's mm -hmm. doing all of those things he wished he could have done all his life. Yeah. Yeah. And God has restored him to mm -hmm. what he was intended to be. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's really beautiful. Um. The last thing I have on your list is saying goodbye to him. How was how was that? That was difficult. Mm -hmm. It was it was hard, but again, it was also a part of the story. Mm -hmm. Death is a part of life. Yeah, and it but it's not the end. Yeah, and I'm so glad that I have that knowledge of where he is at. I can mm -hmm. imagine going through something like that and not knowing where he was going. Mm -hmm. I oh absolutely it makes the barrel the unbearable bearable yeah knowing that he went from my arms to the arms of his maker mm -hmm. yeah period yeah but I would like to end with something if you don't mind yeah um it's a quote from Mother Teresa and I think mm -hmm. it fits kind of my life and what I've been doing since I could write. Mm -hmm. Whenever she got any accolade of any kind, she would say, "I am nothing but a pencil." in the hand of God. Mm. And you think, you know, a pencil is something we all use. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. But you'd put that pencil in the hand of an artist mm. and what beautiful pictures can be made. Yeah. You put that pencil in the hand of a composer and what beautiful music can be written. Mm -hmm. You put that hand, that pencil in the hand of, of our author and what stories can be told. Yeah. You put that pencil in the hands of the person who created the universe mm. And the possibilities are endless. Yeah. 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 I think that's a great way to end it. That's a, a beautiful quote and a great way to think about the reality of our lives. Mm -hmm. That God has written them perfectly for each of us. Yep. So yeah. be a pencil in the hand of God. Yeah. Perfect.